Hello, my name's Samuel Keith Harris. I just wanted to mention that my books are out now on Amazon. So if you search Samuel Keith Harris, you'll find my first three books there. Thanks for watching. Hello, my name's Samuel Keith Harris, and welcome back to another episode of Morning Devotionals. Let's start our day with Jesus. Father, I thank you that we can come into your presence and worship you. Lord, we lift up your holy name. We ask you to teach us and instruct us, lead us and guide us so that we can know your words, God, and be transformed by them. We want to glorify you and honor you by the way that we live our lives, Father. And it's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to talk about what is biblical love today? Everybody thinks they love their neighbor as themselves until you find out what the scripture actually tells us is the true love that we're supposed to be walking in. So I pray that you would be convicted, encouraged, and edified to actually walk according to the biblical God way of love. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we'll start at verse 1. The scripture says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging, a clanging cymbal. So that would be miraculous to be able to speak all languages, um, whether they be of angels or languages of the earth, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. But saying, if, if you don't love others, but you're a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, it, it doesn't do any good. Now let's go on. It says, if I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. Now that is wild if you if you go to verse 2 and the first thing he starts with if i had the gift of prophecy and i understood all of god's secret plans hold on if we understood all of god's secret plans and we had the gift of prophecy that sounds like that would be the christian that we all idolize that sounds like the christian that we would all want to go to their conference and hear all the all the wisdom that they have to offer right and then not only that it says and if i understood all of god's secret plans possessed all knowledge it says, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. So now, first it's saying, if I had the gift of prophecy, I understood everything, all God's secret plans. Now it says, if I had such faith that I could move mountains, if I can heal the sick, if I can work all these miracles by my faith, if I had faith that could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. Now, once again, that's the person we would want to go to their conference, learn their secrets on how they walk in such faith, how they're able to move mountains. And then when, when they blatantly don't love other people, and it's clear because it's going to tell us what love is, not according to their standard, but according to God's standard. Because I'm sick of people working miracles, but they don't have the character of Christ. I would much rather take a person with the character of Christ that doesn't perform miracles than somebody that performs miracle with no miracles with no character of Christ. Because I guarantee you, over time, the person with the character is going to step into the power uh, of miracles. And they're going to see people healed, delivered, set free by the power of God. But I can't take it. 
I'm, I'm so tired of seeing people abuse their power, not love other people, be abusive in their speech. But it's, it's time to love other people like God has called us to love. And not according to our standard, but according to his. It says, I would be nothing. Do you understand that? So you moving those miracles, you're still nothing. Nothing. Not you're awesome and we should all look up to you. No, you're nothing. It says, if I gave everything I have to the poor, so you're the most extravagant giver, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. Isn't that interesting? And I'm afraid, and I'm not here to examine anybody's motives, but I'm telling you, you can do these things for the wrong motive. I could boast about it. I could boast about the gift I gave away. I could boast about the seed I sowed into the kingdom of God. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees because they love to do things in private. They love to tell other people about their charitable acts, but they, they don't do them in secret. Now it says, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Now that's pretty powerful. You give your, you give your body to be burned. You give your body to be sacrificed and you could boast about it. But if you didn't love others, you would have gained nothing. You can even give your life for the wrong reason. So we need to be extremely careful and examine what we're about to be told by Paul is the true way of walking in biblical love. Now let's go to verse 4. This scripture is going to define what this love looks like. Verse 4, love is patient and kind. Let's start there. Love's patient and kind. What does that mean? It's not short. It's patient. You know what another word for patience is long-suffering. It suffers long. Um, it, it, and, and it says it's kind. It's not unkind. It's kind. It says love is not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. And it's not rude. Many people are rude. They love to boast. They're not patient. They're unkind. They are jealous. And they're proud. Okay, so many times people in the name of Christ live in complete opposition to Christ's character, to biblical love. And you know, the Bible tells us to walk in love, but you know what's interesting? The scripture says God is love. And the scriptures also tell us to walk in God, walk by the spirit. It says if we live by the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit, keep in step with the spirit. And so to walk in love is to walk in the spirit. It says, it's patient, love is patient, it's kind, love is not jealous, it's not boastful, it's not proud, and it's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. So why are we so irritable? Love's not irritable. Biblical love's not irritable. God's not irritable. We shouldn't be irritable because we're walking in the love of God. And it keeps no record of being wronged. So if love keeps no record of being wronged why do we have such a rap sheet on so many people who've done us wrong because love blots that out just like god blotted out every sin and wrongdoing that we ever committed and he said go and do likewise right we're to forgive others we're to not keep these sins that other people have committed against us in an account against them right so we're supposed to forgive them 70 times 7 as many times as they want forgiveness we forgive them we don't keep an account we let it go and then we move on and pray for the person in hopes that they will walk in step with the spirit also 
So let's go on. It says, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7, love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So true biblical love endures through every circumstance. Hard circumstances, joyful circumstances, love is always there. We're rooted in God. Our roots grow down into the love of God and we're nourished and we're strengthened by God's love. And so we go on and it says prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, these things are important, right? But the scriptures told us in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you should desire the gifts, but let me show you a way of life that's best of all. And this way of life that's best of all is a life lived in love, true biblical love. And then on top of that, we exercise the gifts. On top of that, we earnestly desire spiritual gifts for the benefit of others. But first and foremost, we are to desire to live lives of love in God. Hallelujah. I pray this is blessing you today, but let it be convicting. Let it be sharpening. Let it let it sever off all those wrong motives that we have, the, that irritability that we have, that lack of patience, that unkindness, that rudeness, that wanting to boast and, and have other people see your successes. Who cares? Right? Let's rest in the shade of God. We don't have to be in the rat race. We are here to serve God. We're here to please God and do that which pleases him. Now, verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. And that's where we get tripped up. We forget that prophecy reveals a part of the whole picture, so we look to one man of God because we believe they have the whole picture. But that's not the way God has set the body of Christ up. We have many members in the body with different functions, right? So one person sees one side of the puzzle, the other person sees another side of the puzzle, and we're bickering thinking we have the whole picture. That's the issue here. And so it says, our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and we need to understand that, and then we'll begin to walk in humility. And even the gift of prophecy, it reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. And that's on the day of the Lord. Verse 11, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Another translation would say we see in a mirror dimly, right? We see the glory of the Lord, but it, it looks dim, so we squint so that we can see it revealed to us. But on that day, we'll fully know, as the scripture is going to go on to tell us, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. When? When we're in the presence of God with no um, nothing blocking it, no flesh restrictions, we'll have a new body, and we'll see with perfect clarity. We'll see as we're fully known. It says, All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. 
So on that day, we can have full assurance. We will know everything completely. The things that puzzle you, the things that you have questions about, you will have perfect clarity on that day. Just as God fully knows you, you will then fully know. It says three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest of all these. And let's hash over one more time what love is from verses 4 and 5 and 6. It says, Love is patient. It's kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. So may we say that we are patient. That we are kind. That we are not jealous. That we are not boastful. That we are not proud. That we are not rude. That we don't demand our own way. That we are not irritable that we keep no record of being wronged, that we do not rejoice about injustice, but we rejoice whenever the truth wins out, that we never give up, we never lose faith, we're always hopeful, and we endure through every circumstance. May we walk in biblical love and please God, and in that place may other people see Christ in us, the hope of glory, because we've put the fruits of the Holy Spirit on display for others to see and may their lives be changed as they see the glorious Lord within his people. Amen. So Father, I thank you that we could come into your presence this morning and read your holy word. I pray that we would be transformed by it. I pray that we would bear fruits that are worthy of repentance, Lord Jesus, and glorify your name unto the day of the Lord Jesus. It's in your precious holy name that we pray and everybody said, Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Morning Devotionals, and I will see you next time.